everyone. This is Curtis. Welcome to Writing Comics, episode 26. This episode is a little different. It's like a Q&A uh, between me and Christian Ochoa. I hope that's how you say his last name. He was a listener and just reached out to me and wanted to do this Q&A. He's been listening for a while, I think, and um, it was fun. It was fun to do something different. Uh, thanks to Christian for doing this whole outline and everything, and uh, I think it was a good conversation. Uh, I think you can learn a lot from it, from budgeting, uh, finding artists, all kinds of stuff. So it ran like an hour long, so way longer than like a normal Reading Comics episode. But I think you guys will like it. Uh, only thing of my project I have to really talk about is uh, Beastlands is coming to Kickstarter March 19th. Besides that, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, CurtisWriterC. Changed up to Instagram, so I'm CurtisWriterC now. All right, enjoy. All right, so let's get started. Uh, this is Curtis, host of Writing Comics. I'm here with Chris. Uh, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Christian Ochoa. I am an architectural drafter from New York City, and I'm just trying to break into the entertainment business by uh, creating IP in the form of comics with my own publishing company called Comical Foods. And then, so we're going to do like a little Q&A for this episode. Um, you wrote up some questions, so... Yeah, um, I also want to say thank you, uh, Curtis, for allowing me to have this chance on your podcast. Um, I hope we both can share our process and knowledge we've learned on uh, our journey into making comics. So I'm interested in seeing like how you started your creation process and how you work with your team. So maybe we can start off with uh, how we met. Yeah, yeah. So how we met, you reached out to me through an email. I get a few listeners that reach out every once in a while. Like Even when I take breaks from episodes, it's always cool when people email me. And uh, let me know just what they're working on and stuff. It's always fun to see. Yeah, I was uh, I was just listening to different podcasts on my like, comics, and I saw your uh, writing comics podcast, and I listened to the first couple episodes, and I really uh, uh, connected, found a connection to you in some way. Like I was just starting off, so I understood where you were coming from and how hard it was to like. Yeah, yeah, just a lot start. of work. Yes, and I'm like this this guy's doing a podcast. It's great. And yeah, I wasn't sure if anybody would really like it because, like, you know, it's it's not like I've made it yet. It's, I'm still in the process of working on it. So I didn't I know if people would just be like, who's this kid talking about this stuff, you know? I think that's the cool thing about it is because you're starting off. There's a lot of people that start off and they don't, like, they're just focused on, like, just making the thing or, like, learning from other artists or other creators. And you're just sharing your process from the start, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've already grown a lot in this two years since I've started. Yeah. I think I started it in 2017, and that was before the first Kickstarter, before I ever self-published a comic, and like now I have a publisher and stuff, and about to launch a new Kickstarter for a new series. So I've already came a long way, but still a long way to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sticking through those early episodes, man. Those those are rough with the audio. I was so bad at editing, and no, I was but... good. I I was fine with this. I, I, I'm okay with like you know, as long as I get like a small nugget of information, I, I'm okay to listen. Yeah, to yeah. I, I thought about taking those down. I was like, nah, I'll just leave them up there. Fuck it. Just leave it. <laughs> so All I right. guess uh, maybe we go over like uh, the beginning, like why and how we started. Like, and I guess for, I, I have a question for you. You, uh, I don't even know like what you do. Uh, like what's your main job and like what? I have a, uh, I have like a, day like a blue collar day job that i work like 10 to 12 hours a day in uh los angeles and then like with an hour commute each way so it takes it takes like 10 to 12 hours every day uh, oh what kind of job is it if you don't mind it's asking. in the uh like in the cable internet industry like uh working on like telephone poles all that kind of stuff crawling okay. under houses like really physical job got it all right 
And then, uh, and then, what made you go into the comics industry? Like, what was the like, what was the catalyst? It's been a long journey of like wanting to do uh, something creative, creatively. Um, like, always wanting to tell stories. I can remember, like, ever since second grade, I wanted to like be a writer or artist or uh, write video games. And I would draw my own comics, write my own stories. Like, anytime projects would come up in school, I like was always like really good in the aspect of writing stories. Oh, Even though I didn't really know how to write stories, like I, I can remember getting like praise for it. And then uh, when time hit for college, I wanted to get into like the video game industry, major in computer science, but I just never finished college. And wanting to get into the video game industry as a writer is really hard because writing is kind of like an afterthought when it comes to video games most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I slowly like started getting back into art and concept art because I was already like in the process of trying to make my own little indie game and I was getting paying for concept art which I don't recommend because it's super expensive yeah and then uh, I, I thought of like getting like a little demo up and then doing a Kickstarter for that and then I was just looking at the art and I, I kept buying more art books and I was like I love art so much I should just get back into comics um, I only read them a, a little bit as a kid because I just didn't have any like shops around you yeah. had the same thing yeah same so very little um I actually read more manga than comics, like oh really? Years, uh, but I wasn't really into comics that much. I was more into yeah. like, and stuff, but I would say I'm more manga, and even more than manga, I'm more of like an athlete. So I, I, I like I love the outdoors and sports, but yeah, yeah, that was another thing. I, I got more into sports like in high school, so then I kind of got out of uh, drawing comics, like drawing my own stories and stuff. I, I still have the, some of the stuff that I drew as a kid and wrote as a kid, so it's kind of cool to have, but like. I only read, like, I, I would go to, like, Borders. That was, like, the only place I knew to get comics. So I had, like, a Spider-Man comic, a Wolverine comic. And then I got, like, a Silver Surfer comic from, like, Burger King that I still have. So it's weird. So nice. then I, uh, d- after the whole video game thing, I was just, I just figured it'd be so much cheaper just to try to tell a story with this, all this concept, concept art that I have. Yeah. And then I slowly started reading more comics and just said I should just do a comic. And now I love comics. I've been reading them for like the past five years now. And I'm like really into like image stuff, dark horse stuff, all the big creator owned publishers. I see. So it sounds like you had a gradual like uh, transition from trying to make like an indie game. Like you were like in the video game industry trying trying to break into that. Yeah. So comic book and uh, then almost like remembering my love for comics again because i was definitely was interested in them as a kid but i just didn't know what to read um I, the ones i would buy were like more for adults so i i couldn't get into them but like if i had a comic shop and like had the right ones to read i probably would have loved it as a kid i mean i would draw like my own comics so it was just like slowly remembering like oh yeah i love this as a kid i loved writing stories and then it just like worked out perfectly it's like the light bulb clicked light bulb clicked uh yeah. once i figured it out oh cool yeah, I have a totally different story from that. <laughs> I have, if you don't mind me talking about mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was in, I was, I graduated from architecture school, and I was like telling myself, "Hey, I'm going to be an architect. I'm going to, you know, design buildings." And coming out of school, I was really into conceptual design, and conceptual design is really fun and everything. But once you go into the real world, uh, you don't really do any of that stuff. You pretty much just do uh, detail, uh, repetitive drawings for the older uh designers all the people get to design they get to do the fun stuff and then oh, okay so when back. you're just new you don't get to do anything fun like that yeah, yeah. we had to work our way up the ladder to get there and um, gotcha and in the beginning it was just horrible and and then after one job i went to another job and the day i got fired from that job was the day like it shook me up and like things completely changed it changed my mindset and then i i found another job working at this landscape company where i work right now 
And uh, I learned a lot in these past few years from architecture school, from just working at different uh, architecture companies, and not even architecture companies. I worked at interior design company and then uh, landscape company right now. And okay. I, after I got fired, I realized like I can't, I want to be financially independent. I don't want to be relying on someone else to, you know, pay my bill, like to give me like a source of income. Yeah. Beginning, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I was like, I, I don't know what I can do. I, I love basketball, but I don't see myself making a living off playing basketball. So yeah. I went to my next hobbies and they included uh, design and cooking and food. So I started just like throw together ideas for like a brand name. And um, I came up with like comical foods. And in the beginning, I started off with like, you know, the whole YouTube thing. Like I was like, I'm going to make funny YouTube videos and we did like um, me and my friend did a month of uh, trying to make funny YouTube videos. That didn't work out, <laughs> but I learned a lot from that two months of I learned how to video edit using uh, Camtasia. I learned how to record myself, and um, I just learned how to like handle the camera because I, I didn't I didn't do any of that. But in those two months, I learned so much, and I also learned like that I had to quit that project because I didn't really enjoy it, um, and there was too much competition, and it didn't feel right for me. So then after that, I went to art. And I can't really draw, but I do have some like I do have some drawing background. I can do like architectural, you know, sketching and all that, and I can doodle. And I went into like food, uh, lowbro, lowbro art, and I didn't really. I had fun with it, but it wasn't after the after the art was created. I didn't really have anything, you know, solid to like, you know, show my friends like, hey, this is like a story or whatever. This is just like a piece of artwork, and that's mm-hmm. all. I- so then I was like, all right, maybe I'll do something different. And I was like, maybe we can do some more story related thing. And that's when, you know, the idea of comics came up and I was like, all right, uh, let me see if I can do this comics thing. And I started doing research and um, I just like went head first into it. And I, I started Googling, YouTubing everyone that did comics. And I decided to just start putting money into it slowly. And things just started happening. I got artists, I got uh, concept art. And I mean, I'll save the concept art stuff for later because that that's like a whole different uh, thing. But yeah, yeah. that's how I started. Um, that that getting fired from my daytime job was that catalyst for me to start. Yeah, just having to find something to be fin- financially independent and start yeah. your own thing, not having a boss. Yeah. And it took me a while to get there because first I went with like YouTube and like food blogging and that didn't work out either. But I from each uh, project I took on, I learned a little bit and... Now I know that I really want to do stories. Um, so do you think of yourself as more of a writer then, or are you still doing the art? No, um, I right now I'm actually uh, art directing, and, and I'm, I'm going to start writing. I, I, I'm not really a writer. I see more. I work off of my own layouts, and I got a layout artist who makes them even better. Um, but I'm, I am writing my characters right now. I'm writing my theme, and um, I'm going to start writing dialogue soon. So when... When I get to that part, I'm going to be learning a whole new skill set. Okay, yeah. So you're still kind of learning the whole writing process yes, and everything. The whole writing process. I've done a lot of research on the writing process, though. I spent like a year just reading books on how to write. And now I'm at the point where I feel comfortable of uh, writing. I, I've been writing like freestyle writing, like just like throwing ideas like really fast. on, mm-hmm. on the train. Like I have 30, like I have an hour train ride. I just kind of like brainstorm so- for like a whole hour, just write down whatever comes to your head. Yeah. Exactly. So I've been practicing that type of writing, but now it's more of like outlining and getting the story theme to work out with the characters. With comical right. foods, do you see it like a certain genres or is it about foods and stuff still? Yeah, well, or? Foods is, um, but I'm starting off with comical foods as a publishing company, 
but I definitely have stories that are outside that range. But that my first story is definitely food related. Okay. Um, but I have other stories in my in the in the back that I'm working on that are more like not food related. But I'm starting off with my uh, food related stories. One of them is a really big, big science fiction uh, story. So that's okay. what I'm working on right now. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, let's. Uh, so that was I guess we talked about how we began, and now I. Maybe we can move on to um, why we are creating comics. Like, what's your main goal and your your small goals? Like, do you have what's your big goal? Like the big small goal, I guess, is just to. I mean, the big goal is to make a living writing comics or just being a writer. I mean, that's. I hope I can get there in 2019. I'm someone who doesn't like my day job. I've been there for like five years, and it, it's yeah. kind of when you have a day job that you hate, it's like soul sucking. Yeah. Um. So just to be able to make a living doing something that you're passionate about and care about, that's one of them. Um. The other one is just for people to read your comics and like them and be entertained. And then like on a more deeper note for them to learn something from it and to kind of see your perspective in the world from it. And uh, if you could ever help anyone in like hard places, because I know some comics I've read have helped me when I've ever felt down and stuff. So, I mean, just to, uh, that's like a weird thing to have a goal, but I mean, if it does ever help anyone, that's something that would be awesome, you know? I have a, that's one of my goals exactly just helping people with like your story there's some stories that really touch uh people's hearts and they yeah learn from it. that's definitely one of my goals right there um and that's those are your main goals right yeah yeah all right so then what are your small goals with smaller things just uh probably like the year more yearly stuff like next week i have the launch for the new series hopefully oh. that'll be successful um and then just getting out a few more books this year oh nice cool what are um, your smaller ones my small goal right now is to find a colorist. I'm looking for a colorist. I got a list of the people I already contacted, and um, I'm still looking for my main colorist for my comic. And yeah, that'll be my, my most important small goal. And another small goal would be uh, starting to write uh, the dialogue for my story. Okay. Do you have any tips for finding an artist? I, I've I've uh, I've gone through that process a, t- a few times, and I kind of have it like narrowed down. But it, sometimes <laughs> it can be a headache, dude. It's a uh... Yeah. It's hard sometimes on yeah. that hunt to find an artist. Yeah, I let me see. Uh well right you gotta do your research. Uh I you had to spend hours doing your research first of all. And then I like looking on Instagram and uh, all the social media sites mm-hmm. and I just like look uh seeing how they communicate with others. Sometimes it's hard to find that type of information, but you can kind of tell what kind of person they are. Yeah. Sometimes by the way they talk to other uh to other creators or other, like their community yeah reading the posts and stuff the comments anything like that yeah exactly um, it's uh it can be a headache though like i used to spend man yeah you have to spend hours i would be like hours on art station scrolling um but my most the most success i've had is like social media instagram or twitter and then even when you're not looking for one i think it's smart to just always like bookmark art that you like uh, especially comic art like uh yes. panel mm-hmm. pages you know layout pages yeah. uh, bookmark that and come back to it later I haven't nice. had any success like posting to forums. Uh, oh no, I never. I never. You posted. never have done that. No, I've never posted before. I've actually posted for uh, internships, uh, but that's a whole other thing. I'll, I'll I'll get to that in the later. Uh, uh, I guess when we're creating IPs, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, and I just want to get over this. Uh, the main goal. I the, this, my my small goal is find the colorist, and then my main goal. I have like really big lofty goals that. Um, I'm a little bit scared of, to even talk about, but I'm just going to put them out there. My biggest goal is to make a uh, multi-million dollar uh, IP, and I want that IP to actually like help people, like you know, like how we were talking about like the whole like you know people learning from a story. 
I want mm-hmm. the main goal to just like people can read it and hopefully some people can learn from it. And that's my main goal to have a multi-million dollar IP that spread like global, mm-hmm. uh, so, like, you know, like Marvel, DC, yeah, uh, Star like, Wars, Pokemon, those like huge, yes. huge, huge um, properties. Yeah, exactly. I want to, I want to have, that's my main goal. And the other main goal would be uh, being financially independent. Um, I don't, I don't want to work in a company. I don't want, I don't want to work for anyone else. I want to be financially independent, doing the things I love. And that's, that'll be my other main goal. Yeah. Yeah. It's good goals. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I guess, yeah. So I, we went over the why and now let's maybe start moving into the importance of community. Cause I know when I started out, I didn't know anybody. I had like, I didn't know anybody. I, I had to like figure everything out like who, who well i didn't know what a, i didn't know there was a colorist there was a writer uh, like I, I just knew like a couple of things about comics and i had to like learn all that by myself so i guess i just want to ask you who has helped you on your journey and do you have any uh inspirations mentors heroes um somebody who's helped me a lot uh i've only talked to them a few times in emails here and there but a guy named jason brubaker have you heard of him Oh my God, he's one yeah. of my... <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he's got so much information online. Like when I was when I first started getting into comics and with the concept art, and I was like, ah, maybe I could make some type of like storybook with this concept art and kind of like write a story. I kept coming across his uh, Remind blog, where his Remind comic is. And then wow. for once, uh, I finally just like read his comic. I was like, all right, I got to start buying this guy's books. I've, I've come to his blog so many times. And now I think I own like all of his comics and stuff. His uh, his comic Sithra, that was kind of like yes, game changing yeah. for me. Like when I saw his layouts with spread, just how it was so experimental and different than a normal comic. I love that. So it's crazy because he's he's one of my top mentor, uh, not mentor, but like heroes right now. Um, I got three, but he's definitely up there. Um, I got introduced to him by YouTube. Um, yeah, he's, he's getting big on YouTube now. I know he's working on that a lot right now. That's the first thing. That's how I got introduced to him on YouTube. And like, I was surprised that he was actually a- answering questions. And I would just like type in questions and he would just answer them right away. And during his like live, uh, live cast, he would do on YouTube. And I learned. Yeah, so- when he's like doing the line art, he's always answering yeah. questions and stuff. That's cool. I learned so much from uh, Jason. Um, and I, besides- uh, I emailed him a couple of layouts and I didn't know if he would respond and he actually took a look at them. He was like, yeah, this is good. Keep working on it. And that and like just pushed me to keep working on the project. That's awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome that he responded there. Besides him, um, a writer, uh, Rick Remender, I'm a big fan of his work and like Tokyo yes. Ghost. That was kind of game changing once I read that when I was trying to get in the comics and I couldn't really quite find like what my taste was. Yeah. But then reading that, it's just... Uh, something more mature, um, like more mature themes and subjects. And like, it just kind of like opened my eyes like, oh, okay, comics can be this too. It can be like a mature medium. It, it doesn't have to only be for like kids. It doesn't, uh, mature stuff doesn't have to only be for like movies and shows, you know? Yeah. I actually followed Rick Remander because of you. Um, I didn't <laughs> any writers and I was like, listen to your podcast and I heard you say Rick Remender and I'm like, all right, he, he, uh, reads this guy. I'm going to read this guy now. And I fell in love with, uh, low, Oh man, that's another one. I just bought the. Uh, I already read it in the trades, but I just bought the oversized hardcover. I'm gonna reread it. You're lucky. I I I just I just buy all the digital stuff because it's just easier for me. I'm always traveling back and forth, so I just like to read on the train on my iPad. Yeah, digital is definitely more convenient, but I'm more. Of, I have to have physical, especially if it's something I really love. Like low, oh. low is so good. Yeah. Have no. you finished low? Yeah, I, I the whole. I finished volume one, and I think volume two. I'm not volume one. I definitely read volume one. Um, yeah i think there's only four out you gotta yeah they're all good it's, it's a really good story yes they're, 
they're amazing. The art is amazing. The, mm-hmm. the writing is amazing. And then I mm-hmm. think I've his uh, Deadly Class. Yeah, that's really good too. Yeah. yeah. So I, you introduced me to recommend it. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Podcast. It's definitely more mature stuff, but it's kind of like my taste and it's kind of, it, it just opened my eyes to like, yeah, comics can be mature too. It doesn't have to be uh, superhero stuff. It doesn't have to be kid stuff, you know? Exactly. And then uh, anyone else you want to mention? Um, Tyler James uh, with the Comics Launch Podcast. His yes. is huge for learning about how to run a Kickstarter successfully and page design, marketing. I mean, He's got like over 100 episodes. His podcast is huge. So yeah. him for sure too. It's funny because I just joined his community like a week ago. Yeah, yeah. He's he's awesome online, yeah. He knows his stuff. And uh, he's easy to get hold of too. If you ever email him, he'll always get back to you. I asked him for a pool quote from my new comic, Beastlands. He gave me that. So he's always really cool. Nice. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, I've, I, yeah, besides Jason Brubaker and, you know, the other two you mentioned, Rick Remender and Tyler James, I, the other big two that really helped me out were um, uh, Chris Stowe from uh, The Future. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him. He's big on YouTube. Um, no, he, I haven't heard of him. He's totally unrelated to comics, but he talks mainly about the business of design. And I've learned so much about, like, just business stuff from him. And He's like a, he owns this big graphic design company and now he owns, uh, the future is becoming really popular with like the whole design community. And I've learned a lot, a lot from him. I, I think he's like the main, the main person I've learned from. Uh, really? Yeah. Like, That's important out. stuff when trying to start your own business, yeah. start your own publishing. Yeah, exactly. And just like even learn, learning how to speak and learning how, about community. I learned that, that from him. And um, another big one I learned from was Bobby Chu from Imaginism uh, Studios, I think it's called. Yeah, he's like an artist and he interviews like so many artists and I'm just like watching those interviews. I'm learning from him and the artists that he interviews and I've learned a lot from him. I haven't heard of him. Is that on YouTube also or? It's all YouTube. Uh, I mainly like like listen to YouTube while I'm working. So I I always just have YouTube playing on while I'm doing doing, uh, drafting. So I I learned a lot from from that from them three, uh, Christo, Bobby Chu, and um, Jason Brubaker. Okay, I'll check out those other two. Yeah, besides yeah. those mentors, just uh, I think Twitter is huge for comics. Like, there's always yes. like indie creators. Uh, I follow a lot of other people that do Kickstarters and stuff. So we're always promoting each other's stuff. Um, I still have to catch up on the Twitter game. I'm I'm learning uh, to follow. Yeah. I'm gonna find out who who does what and everything. So I still gotta. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not super active on there. Like I, I'm just not a fan of social media in general. But I try to just stay on there. Just to, I don't know. It's, it's it's good when you have like other people reaching towards the same goals. You know exactly. So maybe now we can move on to um, intellectual property stuff. Like how we let's maybe we can do how we come up with the ideas and the stories. Mm-hmm. How we create our IPs. So I guess. My question for you is, how do you come up with your ideas and, and your, your um, story? How, my how stuff do- is usually like high concept, fantasy, sci-fi stuff, uh, similar so, to like Rick's stuff. That's just what I'm interested in. Like I like when it comes to movies, comics, like I like reading and watching stuff. It's like puts you in like these new worlds that people created. Same here. So it's always like starts with that. And then it's about finding a theme and like characters that people can relate to and that are hopefully flawed and good um like you can start with that high concept stuff but you have to definitely get back to having strong characters i mean there's a lot of like bad sci-fi movies and stuff that comes out that just have crappy characters and nobody likes it because you can't relate and there's no theme you know 
Yes. Uh, for your high concept stuff, I do the same exact thing. I start off with high concept. Do you start off with a log line? Like, do you no. With- I mean, sometimes I'll just think yeah. of like how that world is and stuff. And then, okay. and then nothing like really structured. I'm just spend a lot of like mental time. Just, uh, it's like occupying like brain space. Just keep thinking about stuff. And then like, I even thought of one today, but it's, yeah. it's just something I'll like write down in my notepad on my phone. And then once I'm like, once I find an artist for that story and I'm ready to get writing, then I'll kind of, uh, get to like more of the structure, like log line synopsis and all that stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. I, I think I started like that too, but then I slowly started transitioning into the log line thing. Um, yeah, that's definitely good to, to get yeah. a log line just to make sure you have a good story. Yeah. Yeah. I would, uh, like write like 40, 50 log lines. So they all be related to like the same story, but I'll try to like narrow down on like the best one. And then from there, I'll just start branching out into uh, world building and mm-hmm. that's spent like uh like one year uh one year of uh world building and that includes me and myself and my o- other artists uh that i paid to help me produce a concept art for, mm-hmm. for that i was creating and that's where we go into uh, how we find artists and like the whole budget and financial issues that you know come up when we start hiring people so i my question is how did you start uh your thing how did you find your first artist and how did that work out with them like is it like how did you um contact them and was it like a work for hire was it a contract um how did that how did how do you go about doing that uh, you definitely should use contracts i don't always use them i mean sometimes you're working with people in different countries and stuff so it just kind of feels like it's more of like a like a friendship collaboration type thing but i definitely recommend using contracts like at least like typing up your own thing yeah um and like make sure you just write i don't know i probably shouldn't give advice on how to make your contract but you know the, the basics like what the terms are the price and everything yes um and then uh i mean i i definitely did it the wrong way at first like i didn't even have a script done and then i contacted artists and then it just didn't work out like it was taking months to get a few pages done um the artist wasn't really reliable and then plus on my end i didn't really know even how to write a script yet like i kind of put like I don't know what the uh, expression is, but like I started before I had it, before I knew what to do, you know? Yeah. I'm oh, sorry for interrupting. I remember oh, you okay. talking about uh, you were paying for concept art in the beginning. How many? Yeah, that's the very beginning. Yep. I, I wasted, uh, that's when I still wanted to do the video game thing. And I, I don't know if you really need concept art when you want to make a comic. It's, uh, you can get stuck in that world building, world building phase like too long. And that's like an expensive phase. And if really, if you write a good story and you kind of like work with an editor on the world um, and then like you don't like you can just get your comic artist to draw the characters and then just write good panel descriptions and they'll draw like what's in that panel rather than getting a whole ton of concept art that's super expensive. Like if you're like a if you're like a video game company or a movie studio that has like millions of dollars for a budget, then you can just spend time doing that. But as like a single writer, it's, it's hard to do. Got it. I was now. I just want to tell you how I did it because I took a different approach. I think I took the opposite approach of that, where I spent a year of concept art, um, and it wasn't like completely like a year of concept. It was like you know a year of working with artists on concept art. Mm-hmm. And where, that's not bad because you're like trying out the artists and making sure they can work good. So it did work. It did help in that end. Yeah, like you get to see like how their work ethic is and stuff, right? Uh, it it was a little different because uh, the way I approached it was. Um, I knew I didn't have that much money in the beginning. Um, I had to start saving up as soon as I realized I needed to pay artists. So what I first did is I opened up a company and I paid for an LLC and I, I, I had an actual company. I, I, I owned a company. I didn't know anything about, you know, taxes or like company and like how you do that. I had to Google it and that was an impulsive decision, but it worked out, I think. And I, so I made the company, I opened an LLC 
and I pay, I think it's like a hundred something bucks to just open up a company. And then I, I put out a, uh, internship, uh, form for concept art, uh, unpaid. And I put, I, I, I didn't want to like, you know, not pay artists and like have them work a lot. So I told them like, you know, it's remote and maybe one to five hours a week. And, and you'll have your names on my, on my comic book. Um, when we uh, when we published the book, but this is all just concept art for the comic book. And before I did that, I also hired a character designer to just like design the characters that I came up with. Like I had really rough sketches of character designs, so I hired a really good character designer, and they came up with like you know three four character designs that are really really good. And I together I put that with my sketches, and I did a little like. Uh, uh, what do you call it? like a board of the idea for my comic and I I put out the internship thing I had like 80 interns uh, apply to it and because everyone wants to do concept art mm-hmm. and, um, I I just interviewed a couple of them I went through their portfolios and I picked like I think of six or seven interns and I was like hey guys um here I'm not I'm like you know I just started this company I don't I haven't really done anything but here is my Google Drive folder and this is the really cool project I'm working on. And here's some of the art. And I showed it to them. And all of them that uh, saw it, they wanted to join the project right away. Um, and my, my, my project is very high concept. So like it's uh, really, it's like, it's like really different. It's cool, you know, a cool world, cool characters. And the minute they saw it, they're like, yeah, I want to join it. And I, I, signed, I, I started drafting a contract. And I was like, all right, we're just going to do this for three months. And you guys... Uh, can work as much as you want. Like, you know, I don't expect a lot from you because this is unpaid and I'm going to do my best to like help you out. And like, uh, I was like promising them that I'm going to look over their portfolio. And of course, I'm going to give them uh, credit as a concept artist in my, when the comic book was published. Mm-hmm. And I, that's how I got seven uh, concept artists. Uh, y- young concept artists, they weren't like amazing, but they some of them produced really good work. And with a little push, I was able to like really uh, help them uh, create like awesome concept art for my uh for my uh, property and uh it didn't cost me a penny it did cost me a lot of time so yeah it did cost me money because time is money i was always like every week uh just uh looking at their work and um telling them like what we could change and how they can like uh, improve their uh designs and everything so yeah it it took a lot of time uh to like go back and forth with like these uh, uh interns um, but yeah, that, that was my approach. And then once I had, once those three months were up, I started, I, I had enough money saved up to actually, uh, start paying artists for, um, for like, uh, layouts. Mm-hmm. And that's started looking up into like, you know, that's when I started doing like the comic book artist, uh, how to find, how Try to, to find, find a comic artist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting process. Like pretty yeah. different than mine. It's definitely important to pay artists, but that's, uh, yes. that's coming in from it from like a different point of view though. Yeah. Getting like interns for, for your yeah. company because you started the LLC. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was tough. It was different. Um, I mean, I'm still right now. I'm actually thinking about getting back to them and I'm, I want to pay them for, uh, doing actual art now. Cause now I've saved up some money to actually pay. Like right now, if I ever like go for an intern now, I want to actually pay them. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning I had like no money. I had nothing. So I yeah. remember, it's I, expensive. Yeah, it's expensive. And there's a lot of, uh, uh, it's just, I know how much concept art is now. Cause now I reached out to artists and I asked for quotes and they're as high as like $500 for like one painting. And I'm like, wow, that's it's crazy. That's yep, like yep. Really, 
talented artist and i'm just like i can't afford that right now yeah but yeah it's it's it can be very expensive so uh one question i have for you is how do you uh budget and uh how do you um work around any financial issues that you hit during your uh comic uh when, when you're trying to create your comic um just making sure you're saving money i mean like normal financial advice like if you want to make something that costs money to make, you have to save money. You can't always be just wasting it going out. Um, besides that, now we have Kickstarter, which allows yeah. us to raise funds. Like on my Wild Cosmos first issue, I raised 6000 So um, now I'm confident that I'll be successful in, like, in future Kickstarter. So I'm okay with putting it on credit and then just hopefully being able to pay it off after having a successful Kickstarter. So yeah. I mean, before then, I don't know if I would have been confident to get in debt like that and put it on credit. But now, now I'm confident to like finish the issue with my credit card and then just pay it off once I have once uh, after a Kickstarter, you know. Yeah, and that's also because you start off with a small scale. You start off with small projects, right? You you didn't start off with like a large project, like how long? Yeah, I started off with like a mini issue. Like my first Kickstarter was like twelve backers, and it was only like for like a hundred bucks or something like that. Yeah. But it was just to print this like little print, and then I got into like doing the Wild Cosmos and stuff. Yeah, I hear I hear this all the time on Twitter, especially. Uh, people are always saying like, start off with small projects and uh, you know work your way up, and it's definitely working in your case because I remember I think. Your first Kickstarter was like two pages. It was like a... Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just like a spread, yeah. And then it went to the Wild Cosmos first issue. And then you started creating another issue. And mm -hmm. it's definitely working in your case. And I'm jealous. I'm just like, oh, I wish I could, <laughs> I could put and this... Even, uh, even anthologies. Like I've done one anthology yes. where I wrote a single issue of the Dragon Skin. And yes. that, I didn't have to pay anything. Like they find the artist. And uh, the artist is just wants to be a part of the anthology as well. And they match us together. So that's an opportunity to write a story and get it printed in the book. And I, I didn't pay anything for like, I didn't yeah. pay for any design, any art or anything. So that's great. Uh, yeah, I've the, I'm on the opposite. Uh, I'm not, I'm like that doing the opposite thing. I'm, I'm putting a lot of my eggs in one basket, but I'm being very careful, like how I budget my, uh, my whole uh, financial thing. Cause I have right now I have, have three artists that I'm paying and each of them are very different price ranges. And I have a long-term goal with like the first issue and then I'm going to do a big graphic novel. So I had to be very careful with how I, you know, pay my artists and like what the plan is for the next year. Yeah. Uh, right now we're working on like a 40 page prologue and it's like really dense uh, world, world building type of stuff. But it's, it's also very like a very quick, small little story in there. Um, but I want that to just, gather the attention of everyone they're gonna be like oh this is a really cool world and awesome characters but there is no story in there there's no like character arc or anything like that it's just like a little sneak peek into the world and like what the main problems are so i'm just like, introducing the main problems what the character looks look like and the setting and then i hope that will make uh, that will gather an audience and then the next step would be a graphic novel um and that will just be like, you know, the whole character arcs and themes and all that will hopefully work together to make one big story. Okay. Yeah. So put out the prologue it's, first to kind of prep people and then work into the graphic novel. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a big risk. I realized that um, if it doesn't work, I've pretty much wasted a lot of money on it, but I'm taking my time and I'm really investing on my artists. I really picked out like really good artists and I've, one of them is actually Jason uh, Piperberg. Uh, he he can make comic books by himself, but he's only doing layouts for me. 
Um, he he uh, he's uh, he's worked with other people. I think he made a comic book. Um, I think called Raising Dion, and that got optioned to Netflix. The creator he just wrote he just did the artwork for it, but the the writer uh, he, it got optioned to Netflix. So he's he knows how to make comics, and I, I wanted him on my team right away. He 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 can like do lettering, paint, uh, coloring, and everything. But for me, he's only doing uh, layouts. His layouts oh, okay. are amazing, but uh, yeah, um, it's 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 very risky. Uh, I, I every now and then I feel a little bit afraid because uh, it's it's a big project. So yeah, have I, you already started the graphic novel, or are you still just uh, on the forty no, pages? No, no, I'm, I'm right now. We're focusing on the forty page uh, prologue. Um, well, at least you're focusing on that. So even you'll see if that forty pages works or not before exactly. you start the graphic novel and spend even more money. So yes, yes, I've yeah, I I was looking at my budget like a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, I don't want to start the graphic novel right now. I just want to finish this forty page prologue and see if it does well or not. Um, yeah, that's smart. Yep. Mm hmm. But yeah, it was yeah, and uh. I have let me see uh what how how do you uh work with your uh, team like um is it like uh is it work for higher royalty based are they co uh they co-creators where they own copyrights how does uh, how does that work with uh, um it's definitely still work for hire i mean as a new writer i don't think anybody's gonna really uh want like royalties because there's no guarantee that i even have a name that anything's gonna sell even my stuff that i have a publisher now like there's no i mean it'd be better if it was kind of like royalty based because then i could pay them less uh like less like for work for hire and then more like we get it on the back end so we could get it done quicker because i'm not paying for everything up front yes. but you know it's, it's hard when you don't have a name like I, and I don't think many people are going to jump on that deal until you're a bigger name no i've i know exactly what that means um i've in the beginning everything i did was work for hire except for uh jason uh jason was very smart uh some of the artists they they uh they like to keep the copyright so he want uh he said he just wants to keep the copyright for the layouts and i at, in the beginning i was fine with that and then as we continue the project like one year in i i wanted a a little bit more help from my team and i think around new years i did a really big move that i like i would i didn't know if i was going to go with it but i went with it anyway i decided to share my ip with my team that's um, yeah that's good it's, yeah it's it's a big move but i realized like you know this is a big uh, intellectual property and the more people i have on it the better and now that they are they own the ip it's all in contract uh they have more uh i guess more initiative to work on it but the funny thing is they're still busy so like and i'm and i'm still paying for the art because um they are they they need they need to survive they i can't just have them work yeah for sure yeah they gotta make a living they got bills exactly. and so and families. Still, yeah yep. exactly so i still pay for the art but then in the contract i just uh wrote that when the money starts coming in hopefully when the money starts coming in uh when we start making uh producing the books and like selling on kickstarter whatever i uh my expenses that i uh invested on their art will get paid back to me before they get their profit that's, that's good yeah no I, I definitely think of all of my artists as co-creators for sure yes. like it, it takes uh like i'm writing it but without them it wouldn't be what it is for them to come yeah. up with all these character designs and the environment um so for every property i have for sure they're all they're all co-creators and it's it's become like 
especially with a couple of these I've gotten really close where it's like a friendship and like collaborate collaborators. Like we're like messaging on Facebook messenger every day, working out stuff. Uh, it's become like a friendship, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I still want to do work for higher projects. It's just for this big one. I felt that I needed more investment for my art team. Um, like for my other projects, I like my smaller projects, I would definitely look uh, for work for hire and, you know, I could include royalties in there, but yeah, artists, you know, they need to be paid. So the work for hire thing works great, especially with like a new writer, like how we were saying before, uh, artists are, with new writers, they, they just want to get paid. And that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, yeah. For, I was doing, yeah, I was doing work for hire. I still do work for hire for like some smaller, like concept art stuff that I throw out every now and then. So like a new art, um, a new artist, but yeah. It's, it's, you just got to make sure your contracts are set up, um, correctly. Uh, yeah, yeah. gotta, you gotta make sure the contracts are good. There's a lot of, uh, online sources that you can look up, uh, for work for higher contracts, for, uh, co-creator contracts and um, all that stuff. And, uh, h- how do you work with your art team? Um, that's, that's a big question for me. Cause I, I've had different, I've I had, yeah. I don't know how you do it, but how do you work with your art team? So as a writer, you're kind of like the team captain or coach where you're like, you're getting the art from the line artist. Then if you have a colorist, if they're not doing the color also, you have to send it to colorist and then you have to send it to the letter and then get it all uh, packaged together for like print and the PDF for digital file. Um, so like you're, you're kind of like in charge of like directing the art to the next person. So I use, uh, the best thing I found to use is Google drive and you make a Google drive folder for your property and then have a folder for like the line art, a folder for the colors, a folder for the letters, a yes. folder for like the print file and everything, you know, exactly. have it all there, invite your whole team to that. So then I'll have them upload, like they'll still email me, uh, like the low res stuff just for like my approval. But then once it's like done in high res then they'll just like upload it into the Google drive. Yes, I have the same exact uh, procedure, uh, Google Drive, and I have all my artists are linked to that Google Drive. And we're we're not even close to where you are. We we only are in layouts, but that's how I divided my concept art folders. I have uh, characters, environments, and um, animal designs, and they're all separated by folders. And each artist puts their stuff in a folder, and I critique over email. And... um, yeah, that's that's pretty much how I work. Yeah, with I'll it. even keep like the script in there if anybody wants to go back to it yes. or like a PDF yeah. of it there. Um, but yeah, Google Drive is great. It makes it a lot easier just for like directing art to the next person. You know. Yeah. Uh, what programs do you use for uh, creating your script? I just use Google Drive. I used to use. I mean, I've tried obviously like Microsoft Word, which a lot of people use, or even Scrivener. But yeah. uh, Google Docs is the easiest for me just because it's like online and I can I can even like uh, use the app on my phone to like edit stuff if I come up with ideas you know yeah it's funny how you keep mentioning the same things i did <laughs> i started off in microsoft word I didn't, and then I, I switched to scrivener and now i'm working on google documents yeah scrivener is kind of cool but it, uh, it's, it's just too much it's kind of a headache like i don't think i'm going to use like the thumbtack board and stuff you know i like i like physically writing a lot of stuff and then once i'm ready for like my doc like i'll use google docs for like the outline and then the scripting and everything yes um exactly yeah i feel the same way um uh, in my case, I tried, like, I don't know, how, how do you go about making a script? Because I, I haven't really written a script. I have a script where it's more of an outline, so I wouldn't really call it a script, but it is writing. The way I think about scripts, I guess for my prologue, is I, I think of it as a spread, and then I do a really general description of what's going to happen in that spread, but I don't divide by panels. I try doing, I try doing that, but it's very, uh, 
I hate that type of writing. And yeah. the way I work is I just do a really general description uh, of what the spread is going to be. And then I start uh, doing thumbnails because I'm, I'm, I have more of an artistic uh, uh, style when it comes to creating uh, your panels and the layout. Mm -hmm. So I just give a general description and I start creating thumbnails. And then using those thumbnails, I throw them to my layout artist who just mm -hmm. makes like really nice layouts. Yeah, so I mean, I'm not an artist. I, I just draw as a hobby, but I definitely start like doing thumbnails sometimes just because it helps you kind of see the layout more. But I'll, I'll I'll try to, when I'm like scripting, I'll try to get at least five pages done a day. Yeah. And I'll kind of like write bullet points for those five pages and like wow. how I think those uh, panels are going to be. And I and then once I actually like write my Google Doc, I actually write like a full script, like panel by panel, page by page, the dialogue in every panel. Like yours sounds like more of like a loose script. But I mean, there's no right or wrong way. It's just yeah, yeah. like, yeah, the difference course. between like a full script or like a looser one yeah. but yeah it? for all mine i write like a full full script like every panel uh, every panel description every yeah. dialogue that's in the panel yeah that yeah that, i tried doing that but that's not it's mentally draining for sure that's, that's why i kind of like bullet bullet point it down on like paper first to like have yeah. like a, a general idea of what's going to happen in that panel i'll know how many panels is on every page already for those next five pages and then it, it makes the scripting a little easier but it, yeah it's draining you did mention something that's very surprising to me. Uh, you said five pages. Yeah, because I've done it. I've tried to do like a whole script in a day before, like writing. That takes like 10 hours, 12. I don't know. It takes a while and like you're dead after that, like just mentally. So, I mean, I think if you keep something low, like five pages a day, and then if you're feeling good and you're in the zone, you can keep going. But at least like five pages a day. But I mean, every week I'm not like scripting new scripts. It's just yeah, if yeah. I'm scripting that week, then at least five a day, you know? Yeah, I don't. I don't think I ever hit not even maybe my highest probably was four, but my like what I'm averaging is maybe two a week, four a week. But then I uh, I haven't really sat down and just focused on like doing the the script. Uh, yeah. I've been just art directing, and um, I, I want to see how much I can get done. Also now that I want to start going more into the story, but yeah, I was uh, doing two two a day, um, sometimes okay. just. Day, yeah, it, I, I try to hit that five um, at, at, a, at a minimum, but I mean, it is draining. Like your brain wants you to be lazy and like, we'll try to think yes. of every excuse not to just sit down and get to work, but like you just have to sit there and put in the time, you know? It's not that once you start doing it, it's kind of fun, but like just your brain just wants to just like relax and go play video games or something, you know? Like it wants to take the easiest way out, especially yeah. after, yeah, after you get done working a day job. Exactly. Yo, I, I get out of my day job, my whole body is tired. And like, I still have the creative juices in me, but they don't last that long. Like maybe like half an hour, an hour, and then I'm done. And then I just want yeah. to I mean, even if you could put in like 20 minutes, so like a yeah. timer, 20, 20 or 30 minutes, however it works for you, five pages works for me. But if like you could put in a time, then just do that. Yeah. 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 No, I know exactly what you're talking about. But at the same time, I did, I remember during my freestyle writing where I just write, I don't like think of like format. I don't think of anything. I think just doing that on my train ride on the train ride home, I think it was like uh, 30 minutes of just writing on my phone. I put out like maybe 20, 30 pages of, uh, of a story, but like, it's really rough. So I had to like now really to, rough and not as structured. Yeah. But like, I got the beginning middle end for like the first uh, issue or like maybe the two, I'll probably break it up into two issues. Cause it's, it's a lot of writing, but it's like, it's a free, it's like freestyle writing. Like I'm not thinking about like, what should they do? I'm just thinking of story and like what the character is going to do next and the problem is going to happen. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a different type of writing. I like that type of writing. It's easy for me because I'm not really thinking about it. It just flows, but I had to go back and like fix a lot of stuff because this, you know, yeah. 
theme. I had to incorporate the theme into it and all that. So a lot of uh, rewriting and editing. But I mean, it's important to remember that there's no like right or wrong way. It's like yeah. whatever works for you to tell the best story, as long as it's a good story. Like it doesn't matter how you get it done, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's I've, I've been uh, looking up on YouTube, like different people write different ways and it works. It works. Everyone has a different process and mm -hmm. definitely interested in your process. I like that five page uh that five that five page mark that you put that you put yourself to yeah and then i um what else um i guess the writing style do you have a writing style like i i've looked online and um there's like they they have like you got your outliner and then you got your, your person who just writes uh what type of what do you how do you write what's your type of writing style definitely an outliner i mean when i'm just writing is like probably when i'm just in the notepad on my phone like coming up with these like crazy high concept ideas which like yeah. anybody can do so i don't think much of those like anybody can come up with ideas that sound cool then yes. like i think when you become actual writers when you go to the outline process and actually think of like a theme and the character arcs and all that important structure stuff yeah so like i'll start maybe as that like where i'm just thinking of ideas and i'll have like notepads um, on my phone or like uh, physical where I just like keep a list of all my ideas and then it's important to take those to like the outline phase to make sure everything's set up good yeah same here I'm, I'm, I'm I find myself more of an outliner I still have to write a lot more but it's I start off with outlines and it helps a lot to uh, to be just more focused on like what you had to do next yeah, it's important to know where you're going with the story. Like, like I have like my the, the couple series that I have right now. Like, I have each of those issues outlined. So we, I have like the next few issues already written, but yeah. at least I have those outlines done for like the last issue. So I already know like what's going to happen. At least I have like bullet points for those issues. That's awesome. That's great. And then I guess yeah, that's pretty much uh, we we touched upon like um, where we have like the beginning importance of community and like how we uh, create our IP. And I guess now we can maybe talk about how, like, your, your what uh, new stuff you're working on. Because I know you have uh, the Beastlands comic coming up, and I'm looking forward to reading that. Um, yeah, that one is coming on Kickstarter on March 19th. Um, it's already, like, I have the full issue done. Like, uh, I was confident to just put it on my credit, um, get the whole thing done, uh, and then hopefully be able to pay it off with my Kickstarter. Like, I'm, I'm pretty confident that we'll have success. Um, I'm going to have just, like, a, I mean, it's a pretty modest goal of 5000 just to, like, cover, like, the bare minimum of expenses and I think we'll get there. Awesome. Um, I'm, I'm doing a lot of things different compared to like my first big Kickstarter. Like I oh, have yeah. a company doing a press release. I, I got, now that I have the whole issue done, like I'm confident to go and send that out to get advanced reviews. So we have already have like two good reviews that came in. I sent it out for pull quotes, like a bunch of new stuff. Uh, so we'll see how it goes, if it makes a big difference or not. Yeah. And did you take time uh, coming up with a strategy for your uh, Kickstarter plan? Cause I know you heard of Tyler, so I'm, I'm pretty sure you, uh, Put it like as far as like marketing goes or yeah marketing yeah yeah i've done uh i've done tyler's facebook ads course um so i might want to try that i don't know it's still tough like facebook ads are so weird to like find out if they work for you or not yeah um, I, yeah i've never i actually don't think i'm gonna do that much facebook ads i'm thinking like from for my kickstarter i'm thinking maybe doing youtube ads actually i want to create like a really good trailer and then just put a like you know a, like a good amount of money into it and hopefully make that like a youtube uh you know a little bit more popular on youtube yeah and then that would work as marketing exactly uh, on youtube yeah and that'll you know link back to the kickstarter uh, page but i that all depends on how much uh how much of a budget i have left over because i know animation like depending how good that trailer is 
it will, will determine it's gonna the price. You. Yeah. It's going to cost me a lot because I don't know if I can do it. Right now, the easiest thing would be to just take our pages and, you know, like do some cool little slide effects and like a little bit of, you know, touch up on the artwork. And then the next step would be like a little bit of animation, which I know costs a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I got to see where, how that works. But the, um, for your, I guess, for your Kickstarter, you, you have you're going to have, I guess, a trailer and like, you're going to have a whole strategy for like how you set up your, uh, do you have a uh, milestones for your, uh, for your, uh, book when it comes on Kickstarter? Uh, like you mean like stretch goals or, uh, milestones. So like when you're at 25%, 50%, 75%, not really. I tried that before with the other one, but I'm not really doing that. I'm just going to promote it. Uh, I'm going to try a few different things promoting, see what works. I'll definitely share it on the podcast if anything works like really well. Um, but it's more of like just the preparation like i think the press release uh they're gonna send it out to like all of the comic sites uh getting like i've sent it to so many sites for like reviews so getting all those in um just all those like little things in prep that i didn't do last time i think that'll make a lot of a difference Uh, podcast interviews i have a few interviews coming up so that's awesome did you have to pay for uh those reviews for the website reviews no, no, you can just submit them. And then, I mean, there's no guarantee that they're going to review it. They'll usually get back to you to let you know if, if they have time. It's if, the sooner, like the more, the more time you give them before the Kickstarter, the better chance they have. Like I started throwing them out there like maybe three weeks ago and now the reviews are starting to come in. So, but it's all free. Yeah. You can just submit awesome. and then it's up to them if they want to, want to review or not. Yeah. I always thought it was a paid thing. Like, uh, like if you, I've seen some sites too, like, uh, I've seen a few that are paid, but majority aren't paid though yeah got it all right that makes sense there's a lot of indie comic review sites out there yeah like whenever i mean i just started bookmarking them on twitter when i would see like other indie comic creators getting their stuff reviewed and then i would bookmark it and then just contact them once i'm ready you know i gotta start doing that Mm -hmm. i didn't think about that that's good um and then i guess do you have any any other questions or any other thing you will uh want to let your audience uh know about how how you go about creating your your comics or anything like that? No, I mean, I think that was a pretty good conversation. I think that'll help a lot of people that are just getting started in uh, like writing process, finding an artist, budgeting. I think that's all great stuff. So I think that I think it was a good conversation. I think it should help some people. Yeah, no, I learned a lot from you. I've picked up a couple tips. <laughs> I got I, I to gotta replay the, the whole thing again just to remember what they were, but yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's nice to actually talk to someone. It gets uh, doing a podcast by yourself. It, it's a lot harder than it looks. Like just talking into the mic in your apartment, it's, it's weird. So it's <laughs> nice to like talk to someone back and forth and uh, get different ideas. You know? Yeah, yep, definitely. It's cool to do like an experimental episode like this. Like it gives me ideas for the future of the podcast to keep it going. You know? All right. Yeah. But where can uh, people follow you at? Oh yeah, uh, I, I w- yeah they can follow. Comical Foods. I've made sure all my social media website, any any type of social media, you put Comical Foods, you're gonna look me. Uh, you can find me there. I don't have anything to show really yet, um, but in October, hopefully, hopefully by October, our prologue will be out by then. So I'm looking forward to uh, sharing my my big science fiction fantasy uh, comic book project to all of you. And yeah, Comical Foods. Just look up Comical Foods. You'll find me anywhere. Awesome. Excited to check that out. I'm a uh, Curtis writer see on Twitter. And then I just changed my Instagram to the same thing now. So it's just easier being like under one name. Yes. That so. was hard for me in the beginning <laughs> to find that one name. I was like looking, I was like finding like funny food. Uh, I, I couldn't, I was doing everything. And then I realized Conco foods 
was not taken anywhere and i just like all right i'm going with that <laughs> perfect yeah having a universal name for people to find you yeah it helps thanks again for uh christian for taking the time to write this outline come on here and talk with me for like a little over an hour hope you guys enjoy it and make sure to give him a follow check out what he's working on i'm excited to see his project see what it ends up uh, coming out in uh, october that little prologue so all right see you guys